Hey guys, welcome back to the Artfighters Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works, where each week we take something from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. Yes, good. My name is Ben. Um, that is the second week in a row that I've goofed up the intro, <laughs> so you're welcome. If you listen to the audio episode, uh, you get to hear that at the very end of the show. Oh, Because I always put the bloopers in, but uh, boy, howdy. Um, so this week, Ben, it's 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 the end of end of future. Wait, it's do the we end have of- one more fucking week left? No, I think this is the last one. No, this is no. The we got no. We, I think we have. Uh, we should. There's technically like one extra. We should definitely there. check these before we start recording. Yeah, but that's fine. This is the fourth one, and it's maybe the last. We're not sure. We should have checked that before we started recording. Probably. But hey, it's too late. It's probably the last. Yeah. So that being said, I figured, maybe what 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 better way to wrap up what we've been talking about than to look at something that is sort of the intersection of both the storytelling aspects that we looked at with. Uh, this month, and then also the gameplay aspects that we looked oh, at this month. The good, good the, video the games. Extremely good video games of Nautica. Uh, and I figured, what better way to do it than to uh, wrap up this month by talking about the futurism of Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a story and a video game. People fucking love this game. Well, I think I think it has a merit. There's I, did, I wasn't being sarcastic. I just am impressed with how much people love yeah, it. Yeah. It came out of literally nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean it had a it had a reasonable like marketing sort of behind it, but it, it was it was still just I kind think, of wild like yeah, swing in the dark. There's always an element of of that kind of um sort of holding back with new IPs. Um Especially Until nowadays. you can show something great. Yeah, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is going to have, like, a wild oh, fucking geez. advertising campaign. I don't... It's definitely going to happen. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> now, I always stress about that, like, as far as when you make a really great pop- property, and they're like, oh, you guys told a really contained story, but what if you did another one? <laughs> what if you did it again? Looking at you, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, <laughs> no, so, I guess to me, one of the interesting things when I was playing it through... By the way, this is a Patreon-requested episode by Yoop Kumans, oh, our main man, man Yoop. Shout out to you. You got you got what you wanted. Thanks for looking out, fam. Um, <laughs> Dude, never say that again, what, David. Fam? Yeah, no, you're banned. From I was saying trying to be word. cool. I was trying to be. Happy you are the cool most uncool young. person. I well, I've never met David. I try you not say fam. That sounds like a dope idea. <laughs> I'm going to try and work this lingo into the show so people get a feeling that maybe I'm hip and up with That's really. Oh man. Yeah, I'm going to say Lamau in, in real oh, life. Oh god. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's maybe be like me in 2009. Maybe, maybe I'll litter in a lull instead of actually oh, lolling. Really great. Uh, no, so uh, the reason that I want to talk about this game in particular is it piqued my interest because um, you was like, "Hey, you should play it and you should do an episode on it." I was like, "Yeah, I'll have a look." And I looked at it and I went, "Uh, eh, looks like The Witcher meets Monster Hunter." Which for it's a lot like of people, a, like a bit of bit of ass creed in there. Yeah, for a lot of people, that's like a really cool, like, exciting premise. But all for I've done you, that is, like... well, all I've done all summer is play open world action games because I've been playing Assassin's Creed, Shadow of War, and Subnautica. I there guess. was another one that was the same, <laughs> and The Witcher still, um, and then also like Skyrim still. So like though those, I've been playing a lot of that, and then yeah, also Subnautica. So I was like, I don't know if I want another big budget like action RPG on my plate. Yeah. That because like, I just like I'm tired of. These great, like, you know, fucking Geralt's saving the universe and shit. And I'm just like, ugh. Can I just, can I just pick some apples? Oh, you didn't sound your Man, fucking phone. Classic. What a professional. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I just wanted a contained story that felt, like, personal and interesting and, like, kind of in the way that The Witcher is a lot of the time. But, you know, also big stakes. So I was like, cool, I'll check it out. And I started playing it and I went, oh, this is really, this is really, like, low-key 
a personal story that's masquerading as this like really impressive narrative about yeah. like the sci-fi and the future, but really it's just like it's about a girl trying to find a place in the world, and that's pretty good. And you know, the more the more that I played it, the more I realized that the futurism element of it is integrated in a way that is kind of different than a lot of games. So like with The Witcher Three, for instance, the fantasy elements in that game are. They're, the, they're not just the set dressing, they inform, like, the way that you play the game. I actually think the comparisons to The Witcher are really apt, because even just at a surface level, and even when you sort of get more into, like, the, the deep narrative stuff, because you look at The Witcher and it's it's very Polish. Like, it's so Straight Polish. off the bat, it's very Polish. Yeah. Um, it's the most Polish thing you can consume. Yeah, which is actually media. why I think it's one of the, the best uh, sort of fantasy settings that we've had in recent times, because it's it's... It's Eurocentric, but it's not. It's not the same Eurocentric. It's not Euro bland. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's imbued with it's like not culture. British. You know, it's not oh, all God. like generic, just like Highland kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's, it's not a Tolkien story where it's yeah. kind of Celtic. It's full of white people, but it seems like it isn't. Correct. Um, <laughs> yes, this is true. But so, uh, so they have just sort of that setting of sort of a, a place that you understand, but then they fill it with monsters. Mm-hmm. So like. On the surface level, it's like, oh, it's fantasy because there's, like, monsters and shit. Um, it's but like, It's really just a Polish fairy tale. Yeah, really, like, and at the deep sort of, like, narrative level, the monsters aren't sort of, like... They're not they're the not, bad guys. Yeah, they're not a major part of the story. Like, if anything, they're just, like, a fucking drag. Like, they're in, they're literally an occupation. Geralt even treats them like yeah, a drag. Like, it's, it's just, just his it's job. His, like, it's his job. Like, there's nothing fantastic about going out and killing worms and stuff. He just has to. He, what? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, he just. It's. It's. He just has to do it occasionally. Right. The, the, someone will ask him to do it. And he's like, well, I guess that's what I've been trained to, to do. Eat food and yeah. pay to money so that I can find Siri so the king doesn't. And you like, know, as come a, after me. Yeah, like initially as a player, it's like really cool fighting these big monsters, but like towards the end, it's like you don't really notice. It's just yeah, it's part of the. Setup. You're like, can I just get to the bit where I do the talking to the person, yeah. please? Because I want to. I like because yeah, at some point. <laughs> At some point, your desires transition from fighting big bad things to being in yeah being Geralt and de- and, and talking narrative. to people, yeah. and being a detective basically. Because that game is a complex detective story. Oh, yeah, it's very, yeah. In in the same way that Horizon Zero Dawn, I think from a genre perspective, their stories have are actually like they have quite a lot of overlap, except for like the time travel and space travel and The Witcher. Like they um in, in the way that they approach trying to convey a video game story they're both detective stories but not in the same way that something like L.A. Noir is where L.A. Noir is is a detective story well it's a story about <laughs> detectives if that makes sense like because right, L.A. Yeah. Noir is really a thriller um because you know detective stories are part of the thriller genre but I feel like what's kind of cool with Horizon Zero Dawn especially if if you haven't by the way if you haven't played it um one of the things that you can do is just kind of watch through um uh, p- people do this thing where they steal all the footage from the game and they uh, upload it as a film on on YouTube, so you can just watch all the cinematics. Oh, you can just and stuff. watch the yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, that's stealing. You shouldn't do that. But if yeah. you wanted to watch that, it's online. You can just do that. There's been a few developers who have uh, the the actually no, I think it was specifically like Horizon Zero Dawn where there's a few and there's like a few other games where they especially on PS4 they ban they block like Definitely. recording software yeah. specifically during cutscenes yeah which they <laughs> should some people because people like we, we, you could just watch this as a movie yeah. Metal Gear Solid I think actually does that ah uh, okay um, yeah that game is actually a film <laughs> yes <laughs> those games are actually yeah, movies correct which um, like no I, I just think that's 
theft. But yeah, if you, if you did want to go and have a look at those, I think that's you that's know, there. and and like it, it, one of the cool things, and this is why I like watching video games, is you don't have to, you can just enjoy it. Like you know, you can invest in it and just hang out. Like Aaron and I have been playing the first Fallout game. And one of my favorite parts oh of that is just watching him play it yeah. and helping and being part of the experience. In the same way that part of the reason that Horizon Zero Dawn is so interesting is because when you watch it, it's very different than playing it. So what I discovered is when I first played through it as as me playing the game, I had a very strong attachment to the to the main character because she's sort of she's so interesting and weird and her motivations make total sense. <laughs> and like, you know, she's kind of the chosen one, but really by accident. Like she just kind of steals the thing that makes her the chosen one. Yeah. Like, you know, it which by that's just Lord of the Rings. I've just realized that's just Frodo. He just takes. He just takes. He just nicks it. Yeah. Shit. Uh. Well, Bilbo nicks it, but that's the same plot. Dang. Anyway. Um. You know. So throughout the whole game, like you get the sense that she's searching to find her place, even though there's like other stuff going. On. Like you're going there f- to these places for specific reasons. In the same way that The Witcher Three, you take the side jobs to pay for the coin t- to get the better weapon to fight the thing to follow series trail. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn is much less obtusely linear in that in that sense like the witch masquerades its non-linearity uh sorry it masquerades its linearity is non-linearity by making the side quests part of what you need to do to continue the story yeah they they always they never you never sort of unlike something like skyrim where like a side quest side, side quest can just like it branches off and it just keeps going in a different direction correct whereas yeah things like the witcher the the side paths they they go out for a bit, but then they, they tend to converge. Yeah. Some of them, you know, are just their own parallel. Some of them, they just go to a point and then end. Which and is, then, some and of those are You're the just best. like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, they're some of the best stories in the game because they're short and like succinct. Yeah, um, I mean, that's one of the reasons that a lot of the early Dark Souls, uh, the Dark Souls 2 levels are good, um, is that they're linear experiences that you're supposed to play through one direction and then finish. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when you talk about something like Horizon Zero Dawn that is this giant open world game and by the way i haven't i didn't really talk about this um to you yet but one of the (laughs) coolest things about this game is the sense of scale that you get of you versus the world and i didn't think the setting would interest me i was like fucking robot dinosaurs yeah robot animals which you know 12 year old me would would be oh yeah it's 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 a very um it's a very exciting like in, in in theory but adult me is like just give me human drama i just want <laughs> two people in a room arguing please what's well, the thing like the this similar to the witcher where the witch is full of monsters which don't actually matter the horizon zero dawn zero dawn is full of these robot dinosaurs which matter a bit more at least mechanically um also i think they actually sort of serve the the sort of mechanics of the game a bit more with the crafting and the yeah the ubisoft towers being big old giraffe boys which by um, the way what a, oh, it's such what a cool idea, idea. it's I, basically the zelda towers but like walking when i first did that i was like oh fuck that's cool <laughs> you know like you know when you go okay i get that you need to have these towers in the game because fog of war and stuff yeah you know even though the witches solved that but it's like it's fine you didn't need to integrate that into a very good video game it's fine whatever um don't worry about it uh but because it's like, why wouldn't you just use the fucking it's, yeah the, the way the waypoint lamp post system that the Witcher has is like they fixed fast travel, and yeah. everyone's like, no, Ubisoft Tower still. It's like, what are you doing? Anyway, um, no. So w- one of the things, as you were saying, that that is cool about that that as a concept is they didn't just go, oh, we need a fucking Ubisoft Tower. How are we gonna do it? They went, okay, in this setting, we want these giant giraffes that are kind of like plodding around, and they're just part of the scenery, and they're just really yeah. weird to look at. How do we incorporate them into the gameplay? Funky, yeah. 
Which I think is like a lot of why I like Subnautica's design so much. It's kind of this like big, there's a big parallel, like big Venn diagram in my head of all of these games that I love, and they all kind of overlap for a lot of the same reasons. And I think, you know, when you talk about Subnautica, there there are these tre- uh, these treaders that these big weird giraffe looking fucking things that walk on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, what's the deal with giraffes? I, they're just creepy and weird because yeah, they look they like fucking aliens. That's yeah, giraffes why shouldn't exist. <laughs> Dra- hey, putting you on blast, giraffes. Get what are you doing? Get here, the fuck giraffes. out of here! How'd you get into my house in the first place? Now get him, get rid of giraffes, man. That's so fucking weird. Uh, that's I don't know why I did a drive by on giraffes. Evolution's like long con. <laughs> it, well, that implied a pusses. He was like, what if it was Ooh. a duck with a poison tooth? What are you talking Pl- about? Platter boys are weird. Fucking dude. lunatic. Yeah. Um, no, Subnautica, uh, you know, has these treader things that kind of walk on the bottom of the ocean. They get these really long legs, and they don't hurt you. They just kind of tread up valuable minerals, and, yeah. and it's a cool way to get stuff if you don't have the right equipment, but you want to progress the game. In the same way that the the tower, the giraffe towers, which is a weird sentence coming out of my mouth, <laughs> the giraffe towers act in that same way where they're like, hey, listen, we understand that you're playing a game, but there's no reason why it, it can't be a really pretty game that does something interesting with how you discover locations. And I feel like that's the same thing. When you get to the first big city, it's kind of like, kind of blew my fucking mind. I was like, oh. There's cities in this video game. Like, you, you know when you don't expect... You expect it to be like Zelda, where it's like, oh, it's a bunch of, like, villages and shit. And you get to a city and you go, oh, dumb. I, I had a similar thing with um the Mad Max game. Yeah. It's just, like, you can't even just expect it. I mean, and that was... I, the same thing happened with the Mad Max game, and I wasn't happy about it. Um, yeah, ruined the setting. It's just like, you, you drive along and suddenly there's a big major town. You're like, no! Mm-hmm. I want this to be just Mostly barren desert. and empty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like in this, in it's it's like eye-opening in this game because the world is so dense already with like other entities and they 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 sort of like pepper, you know, they pepper the they pepper the world with like, you know, other characters that sort of exist in their own sort of little bubbles. Yeah, they only spaces. they all have their bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. And Which- then they there's like some bigger bubbles and there's some real small bubbles and like you'll come across just like two people and you're like, "Hello." They're like, here's a quest line. You're like, you're like oh, cool. <laughs> and and <laughs> right. like a lot of it, you're like, oh, that's cool. I've already been to that place. And they'll go, oh, actually, maybe try here. It's like, it does. It's it's really cool in the same way that The Witcher does a lot of um, heavy lifting as far as like, okay, when if you get this quest at this point, um, it's going to be more complicated because you've already done that quest and this person's moved here. So they actually rewrite around it with different variables because right, yeah. they wanted to make a good game. And same with Horizon Zero Dawn, whereas like a lot of... RPGs, like Assassin's Creed Origins does this a lot, despite how good it is as a game, where it's like, this quest can't be related to any characters that you've met before, because you could do it any time. Right. Whereas The Witcher... The Witcher is just like, hold my beer. The Witcher is like, hold my beer, bitch. I'll show you how to do intertwining stories with multiple characters at arbitrary points. (laughs) This is the 18th time you've worked for this guy, and you've done it in a different order than anyone else has ever done it before. And it works. And it's incredible. And, And, you know, Horizon does a similar thing where they try and, without being too obtuse about it, they try and imply some connectivity between certain quests. But a lot of the time you don't notice that that it's kind of riding around those problems. But... You know, as far as getting to that first city, I think it's instrumental in what makes futurism settings like this so not compelling necessarily, but so interesting to like actually interact with. Because a lot of Horizon is you're shooting a bow and you're you're sort of dealing with these these dinosaurs. But to be honest, most of it's just like walking through the world and interacting with stuff. Yeah. And that's a very different future than what you would see in something like a 
watchdogs. Uh, yeah, so like, what, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Like, like the future, futurism and watchdogs is like every hack, hacker hack the world, mobile phone does everything. Yeah. I mean, the second game is sensationally good, but it still has that element of like interactions feel like gimmicks because they wanted to make the world full of stuff to do, not full of reasons to do stuff. Ooh, that's a good one. That put put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, and I've just that fuck yeah, cause like that. That's that's. I've just realized that's why I like certain games and not others. Is because yeah. if the game can help you feel the reason to do it, then your intentionality when you're doing it, like your play conditioning, is part of your intentions, right? You're like, well, you know. So in The Witcher, you want to fucking go do this quest because you want to help, you know, Siri, or, or, or you want to help Yennefer do this because you're yeah. you're playing as Geralt and you're invested in the outcomes of these people. Yeah, not because Same- the combat's fun, because the combat is not. Yeah, not because you want to fight a big boss boy. Same thing with Horizon Zero Dawn, where you get into these giant fucking fisticuffs with these crazy, scary, big-ass dinosaur things that you're like, holy shit, they're gonna murder me. <laughs> but you're like, you're not going, fuck, I want to kill this thing. You're going, I want to get out of Dodge so I can get back to, to, to help help some other folk or I want to kill this thing so that it's gonna it's gonna create a, a pathway for these people to, to move their move their produce or whatever whatever the quest is. And it's because the game encourages you to examine more crucially why you're interacting with the world, not just what you're doing. And Assassin's Creed Origins does the same thing and it's why it's the best Assassin's Creed game. Because it copied that from The Witcher. It went you know, a lot of the quests in The Witcher aren't even fighting monsters. It's just a guy who's like, like one of them was like, "Hey, can you just go to this post box and pick up my mail because I, <laughs> I broke my my donkey died." Yeah. And you do it, and you've just helped the community, right? You see, and then Assassin's Creed Origins, you're you're this um this magi who's like a traveling sheriff, and people just ask you for help with stuff. Like we talked about it in our Assassin's Creed episode, but that separates the game in my mind from other titles like Shadow of War, where literally, as the game's title implies, the only interaction you have is Big old battle, yeah. So when you look at something like Horizon Zero Dawn that can occupy both spaces, so it's like you do a lot of fighting big-ass dinosaurs, and it's extremely fun. Like, I had a blast with a lot of the fights in this game. Toward the end, I was like, okay, I'm fine, though. Thank you. <laughs> but a lot of it, like, I was like, man, this is really interesting and compelling. And even when you upgrade, nothing, nothing, you, you never feel safe to just take something on, which kind of contributed to this level of, you know, I, I felt like... I hadn't become a god. Like I didn't. I didn't have like that power. You didn't, creep. You didn't have the godism. Yeah, know, just sort of which always maxed I, out all the trees and just kind of like one shotting things. Yeah, when like you you know when you finish Shadow of Mordor or whatever, and you're just like you're this just god, god who can do anything. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't love that. Even Batman avoids that somehow by just making you really like punchable. Um, <laughs> so people just love just b- just beating, biffing up on you, biffing yeah. up on bats. Um, yeah. To put that on a t-shirt but no it's i, I don't know I, I guess the point i was trying to make there is is when you talk about games and maybe you know maybe there's a term for this in games design but the the concept of trying to align player motivation with the actual gameplay because that is such a hard thing to do and and like i don't know how you achieve that there's sort of like there's there's the idea of like intrinsic and extrinsic rewards mm-hmm. where sort of an intrinsic reward is like you know, look at like Hotline Miami. Like, oh, there's, fuck. there's that game is entirely intrinsic reward. Like, there's no. So most games usually have a balance, or some games have like sort of all of one or all of the other. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's sort of a spectrum. So games like I don't know, like uh, Super Meat Boy are pretty mm-hmm. much entirely intrinsic. Like, there's there's no actual reward for like finishing all the oh, levels. The game like, doesn't reward you with something. The reward yeah, is the playing. reward is the reward is finishing the game. <laughs> uh. Whereas something like so, you, but, 
or like an RPG, like the reward that there's sort of extrinsic rewards in like the continuation of the story. Like you do a thing and then, and then you, you get Witcher rewarded with Geralt story. gets to the next thing. Yeah. And so for something like Darkest Dungeon is because that's mostly intrinsic because you don't really get anything for doing anything. You just do more of the <laughs> Darkest same. Dungeon is where the, the or is it one of those weird <laughs> Darkest Dungeon is where it kind of starts breaking down because that game is not fun. <laughs> that, that, well, that, I think that game is such an exception to game design. <laughs> that, game, that game is just not fun. Yeah. And I fucking love it. I have I, th- a- I think the like that that game is kind of adjacent to stuff like Dark Souls, mm-hmm. where it's it's kind of more of a, on the long along the lines of the reward is like the completion. Um, but in Darkest Dungeon, it's weird because the completion you're still le- like in Dark Souls, you beat a boss and it's like a relief. You go to the bomb. You're like, oh, like oh my god! It's in- like but Darkest Dungeon, you get more. You stressed. finish, yeah. You finish, <laughs> you finish a thing. You finish a quest and it's like, oh man, that was a hard fight. And then like your characters level up and all of them get they negative get stats. Diseases and, and then you have to stuff. spend all your money to make them not stressed out. And it's just like, no, nah, I'm good. Thanks. I'm fine though. Where it, yeah, yeah. So it's, huh. uh, Dark Sun is a weird one. Maybe, I, maybe we should put him in a corner yeah, and not think I about think him we, too we'll, much. We'll have to come back to why that game is we actually still rewarding. Need, we need to do a part two We need on to that. figure out why that game is rewarding. Maybe I'll call. We gotta it call doesn't some make people. Sense. It doesn't make sense, but I can't stop playing. Yeah. Um, um, so something like... Yeah, so when you have that alignment of... It's interesting. if you, When you have sort of... Let's say that... Let's look at a book. Like the extrinsic reward for reading a book is getting the story. Mm-hmm. But a book you're really invested in, it kind of becomes an intrinsic reward where you're so aligned with like the characters in the story that you're 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 reading the book because you want the you, you want outcomes. Yeah, the you're kind of continuing with the characters. Yeah, and especially with games that like that's a whole extra level because you're actually playing as those characters. So right. when you're doing oh, when you yeah, play like sure. The Witcher. You're reading a book, but turning the pages requires that to, sort of skill, that you, skill check, essentially. You to be part of... Yeah. Yeah, so... So you're kind that there's... The extrinsic reward on paper is still the story, but you kind of take on some of that reward, like, on a personal level. Yeah. Especially if, like, the game throws, like, curveballs at you and stuff like that. And then you have to deal with those. Yeah. That's that's a super... That's, I've Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. So then I guess in the case of like Horizon, um, when I try and talk to people about why I enjoyed the game, one of the things I struggle the most to articulate, which should never happen, I literally work <laughs> in communications, but um, one of the hardest things for me to explain to people is that the thing that I enjoy about that game isn't isn't the, the, the dinosaur robots and it's not the bow and arrow gameplay and it's not even the main character. It's when you... And this is why I really like Zelda as well. There's something about <laughs> open world games that understand that isolation is something that is incredibly rewarding. Um, if if you let the player experience a world by themselves, and this is why I think Skyrim does itself a disservice with the number of companions you can have and how easy they are to get. Is, yeah. And New Vegas solves this problem, but that's, that's a conversation for another day. But this, <laughs> when we go back to New Vegas. Oh yeah. god, we have to do like ten episodes on it. A game is incredible. Yeah. Um, but. That sense of recognizing that the isolation is what's interesting about, like, you know, the Western operatic stories, like, you know, uh, big Western sprawling spaghetti Western stories. The thing that's interesting is isolation does weird things to people. And it and it does weird things to people given the different world and setting they're in. So in Horizon Zero Dawn, one of the coolest things is, like, when I see someone else, 
I'm pretty fucking excited. I'm like, oh shit, there's it's a like, person. Oh my god, it's a thing that won't kill yeah, me. Yeah, there's a thing that is going to talk words and not going to murder me with giant <laughs> robot cannons and shit. Yeah. And big old tiny T-Rex claws. And but then sometimes I come across an area with like uh, you know, dinosaurs that I know aren't going to aren't going to attack me and I'm like, I'm going to hang out for a minute and just enjoy. Yeah. And or you know, even from a distance, sometimes like I don't want to fight something, but I'll hang around just to kind of watch it for a while. Because yeah. I'm like, man, what's he up to? And that 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 engagement of recognizing that the isolation is what builds your intention to do, like, active world building yourself. Like, I don't need to do that, right? The game isn't like, hey, Dave, stop what you're doing and watch the dinosaur. It doesn't say press Y to watch. <laughs> press F. You know? Press F to pay respects. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't <laughs> do that. It just goes, hey, here's the world. And if you want to, you can do those things. And that's why, like, Grand Theft Auto games... Particularly GTA Five. My fondest memories of those games are just driving around and stopping at places and just hanging out, not doing missions, not like shooting folk, just like going and being like, "Hey, what's the beach up to?" Yeah, riding a bike on the beach, going for like a, you know, jumping on the jet ski, just banging about the bay, and just like just firing off a few RPGs, shooting you know, off some missiles. Classic day on the beach. Yeah, classic day at the beach. Um, but like or that, a couple of shrimps on the barbie. That know. stuff, being in a world that feels like it's it's existing around you without you, is what. Horizon does so well with its futurism because you feel like all of the technology, regardless of whether it's in you or in dinosaurs or in other people, always feels like it's been there forever. And that's kind of what you talked about with like that post post apocalyptic thing before you hit yeah. record with <laughs> with uh, Adventure Time. With Adventure Time, yeah. Adventure Time's a weird thing because um, when when that show started, they they didn't they had they definitely did not know that they were going to do what they ended up doing sort of around like season three to four where they they went they went back well yeah where they basically went let's give our characters some backstory um and then they they sort of formulated this weird they basically like it's sort of a standard kind of post-apocalyptic thing where they were like did we do an episode of adventure time no we haven't yet are you sure yeah i feel like we've done like one years like years ago (laughs) no i think what we've probably done is during one of our gameplay series we talked about this okay well yeah they 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 sort of just build a backstory and it's the the gist is is that like basically like nuclear war causes magic which i'm pretty sure like other sort of places have done you know it's like a stalker basically does that as well um bioshock man we gotta talk about stalker at some point oh shit well yeah Um, well bioshock does that science makes magic yeah um but get, I guess they yeah so they started off they started off with this like fantastic world mm-hmm. and then like later on sort of went oh actually this is this is like this is sort of earth in a sense like they because they would always have like jokey references to like earth shit like tvs and stuff yeah 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 and everyone's like why is there a tv this is like a magical place and then they were like well let's just say it is earth well that's just say it's, yeah it's there was an apocalypse and these characters existed and knew each other before and yeah and some of them are new and some of them are and not and it it's a weird thing where back then there wasn't really there weren't really many examples of like post post apocalyptics like that wasn't really a term the only thing that i know is the dark tower books yeah where that but then again like that <clears throat> not to interrupt your point but like yeah that that concept was that was the only place i'd seen it executed in a way that made sense where the world was kind of full of things that you know, they'll walk past broken machinery or stuff that, yeah. like, at one point during one of the books, they walk past, like, a like a crashed fighter, like a World War II fighter jet. Yeah. But they don't know what it is. So, the description yeah. is very alien. They try and work out what it is as they walk walk past it. So, in the same way, I think Adventure Time does a great job of, it alludes to a lot of that, 
It does, yeah. And then, you know, they, they have, like, flashbacks and stuff, which, you know, some of that, I'm like, cool, but... Some of it's okay, most of it's... Some of it's of, a bit some yeah, heavy-handed. Kind of yeah, some of it's kind of annoying. Um, but the, yeah, like, that sort of concept of take, like, the Earth as it is now, just, like, blow it up. Um, and then, and then, and then yeah, time. and then, like, and then see where you end up. Like, see where you go. And especially, um, like, like as- get past the garbage cliche post-apocalyptic stuff, because that stuff's overdone and shit. Yeah, and we no see you fall out three. Yeah, it's like yeah. that. It's 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 boring. We don't like it. Get out of here. Get, hey, um, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you skip take the giraffes with you. Yeah. And like get. Mind. Yeah. Take, you know, take a few few hundred years and, and do a do a round two. See what round happens. two civilization. See what happens. Numero two civilization. Yeah. See what's up. Which I feel like the, you know, it's funny you say that the Walking Dead comics are kind of trying to do that at the moment they're trying to like reboot and do like a post uh, it it's kind of really cool it's working really well yeah um i'm i'm well behind though so i don't know if that's well that's, that's the thing the toilet, there yeah. hasn't been a series that has bridged like actively bridged from post-apocalyptic to post-post and then continued in that post-post the, the- everyone's either started and stayed in post or, or started in post post and like alluded to like the old world. The closest thing that I've seen would be the stand, where that starts in that's st- so the stand is a weird book by Stephen King, and it's the yeah. one of his longest. Um, shocker, he write he wrote a lot of words when he did cocaine. Um, <laughs> and it it starts in things are fine, normal world. Then it goes to post apocalyptic and fast forwards a bunch. Then goes into post post apocalyptic, and then everything ends terribly because it's a big fight at the end. Yeah, like the but, only one I can think of that really does it is like. And in a weird, like, non-canon and also not apocalyptic way, it's like Star Trek. Because <laughs> hmm. they do have sort of, they have sort of explained the line from, like, current point to them. But then so that's, that that's also like, apocalypse. This is like, yeah, which is kind of fucking cool. I mean, like, having watched Star Trek Discovery, which... It's fantastic. You should, it's incredible i will after deep space nine it is you know when you know after when all 12 after all seven seasons of deep star space trek nine. discovery is the only star trek season that i finished and when i have to go back and rewatch it right now because <laughs> there are so many things in that show that are so well set up and i was like oh my god i wonder if that's planted earlier and then you go back and you're like fuck it's it's what <laughs> well, it's best star trek series maybe ever maybe. and i do i say that with not much confidence because generation is but I guess the point that I wanted to end on, having talked about the post-scarcity and the post-apocalyptic, all that stuff, is when you choose a setting for a game and it's in the future, you have so many options. And this whole dystopian Hunger Games thing... I, Man, I'm so fucking done. I'm done. It's Just, Maze Runner. Why you got to kill it? Why'd you have to kill it? We were, we were fine. It wasn't, it, it, it wasn't even Maze Runner. It's like, it's never been good. <laughs> well, but, but it has. Like, give me one example of like a dystopian... 1984. It's fucking great. Well, that's a book. Oh, what do you need? You need something that you've... Cons- no, no, 1984 is like the OG. Good dystopia. Um, like good dystopian, like modern dystopian, like in the past uh, 10, 10, 15 years. Yeah. Like it does not exist. Oh, uh, Looper is kind of that. Okay, sort I, will, of. I will give you that one. Looper, Looper is, is pretty good. Looper is a pretty cool universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha, uh, bitch. And I guess technically Blade Runner had a new film recently. Oh, so. suck shit. Also, Cloud Atlas. <laughs> I got a bunch of these, mate. I could uh, go Cloud on all day. Cloud Atlas was not... No, one I of them disagree. set in the future. I disagree with Cloud Atlas being a you dystopian film. <laughs> isn't there one that's set? Right? One of them is, but I'm like, thinking fuck of that Blue, film's but... dumb. No, it, yeah, that is no. Actually, no. The one I'm thinking of, a Cloud Atlas, is the bad part of the story. Yeah, yeah. The book's quite good though. Oh god, I'm becoming that person. 
The book's better <laughs> yeah, than the movie. The Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, it's that time of the week, Ben. We have to do the thing where we we give recommendations about stuff that oh, we've Jesus. been enjoying, and you never oh, prepare Jesus. somehow. I'm it not, happens every I'm week. Not ready. No, I, no. Prepare. Actually, no. I do have one. What have you got? Warframe. Yeah, it's, it's all you've been it's doing. Suddenly, I so I played Warframe when it came out in like closed beta. Like mm-hmm. I have the closed beta stuff. I don't have like the founder stuff because I didn't put money to it because the game was garbage. Garbo, back then. Garbo, it was horrible. It. Put like, it in the, the bin. Game, the game was shit for like three years, mm-hmm. and now it's good. I don't know what happened. Like no one's, everyone's sleeping on Warframe. Warframe's like low key one of the best like multiplayer games. Like easily in the past five ten years, and stop everyone's, fucking sleeping on it. Sleeping then, on jeez, it. stop li- you listening. Stop fucking it's, sleeping on it. Do you mind? There's something I don't know what it is, but like Warframe's a very good game. <sighs> would I enjoy it? No. Okay. You, you would fucking hate good. it. <laughs> you well, would, that's you good. would hate Warframe. Great. Um, I always think I was the only person I trust with that question is you, because everyone else is like, <laughs> it's got elements that you like, but you'll be like, no, the why of it is wrong. Like the reason why you'd well, like people it be like, well, it. I enjoy it, so you'd enjoy it. It's like, no, 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 well, no, no. They, this they, is David. We're talking. People about. do this thing where they go, well, it's got you like sci-fi, and it's got sci-fi in it, so you'll <laughs> like it. I'm like, no. Whereas like. You know, like, I was, I can't think of what the conversation was, but we were talking about Darkest Dungeon and Subnautica, and someone suggested this, like, really complex, like, civilization-style management system game, and you were like, he'll fucking hate that, and they were like, but it's got similar elements, and you were like, nah, he'll fucking hate it, because the why of it's wrong. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dominions. Exactly. Yeah. No, I was like, no, I didn't even fucking enjoy that yeah. game. No, fuck Which, that game. No. Shout-outs to Phil. Shout-outs to Phil. <laughs> uh, oh, that was Phil. Okay, that was I was Phil. trying to think of when that was. I was trying to get you in that game, and I was like, no. <laughs> no. But it's like, yeah, no, fuck. <laughs> fucking stop. Only suggest, suggesting video games is so fucking hard. There's so many elements to it. Um, I guess my only recommendations this week uh, are... Fuck, what have... You know when you're like, what have I done in a week What have I been doing life? this whole time? Um... I mentioned last week, Duck Gently season one. Incredible. Yeah. Do it. Watch it. Put it in your eye holes. Make it happen in your um, life. Don't. Put it in your ear holes. Face. Oh, wait. Yeah, Fa- you're right. I also have to look at it. Face holes and eye with, holes. Yeah, both holes. Mouth holes if you're eating popcorn while watching it. It's a good point. <laughs> just transitioning that into a PG I, um, joke on the fly. Yeah, you did pretty well, though. <laughs> I don't eat a lot of carbs anymore, so I miss popcorn. Um, no, the only other thing I was going to recommend was... Fuck, there was something I had before and I forgot it with our discussion of Warframe. Shit. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. I was going to recommend Nagy Jakey. He's been putting out some hot shit lately. It's oh, yeah. good. He's got some... Fuck, he's, he's got, got some banging good, videos. He's got a lot of good videos. The video right? he put out today on yeah, Valve on is Valve. fucking great. Yeah. Recommend. Dude's a fucking genius. He Check is, him out. Nagy Jakey on YouTube. He is, like, low-key becoming... He's uh, one of my favorite channels. Becoming really good. Delicious. Um, Check him out. Yeah, yeah, but it's that time of the week, Ben. Where can where can where can people get get to well, get to us and find us? That's a good question, David. Uh, Facebook, DCMworks social on Facebook, YouTube, YouTube.com slash DCMworks. Real quick before we move on. Oh no. Um, the partnership changes for YouTube coming this week, and Woo! a lot of people have been like, subscribe to su- subscribe to my channel. We're we're gonna lose monetization. All I'll say is this. If you do subscribe to YouTube, great. You get to see our pretty faces in person. I'm very sorry. Ben looks homeless. I look... I'm unemployed currently. I, I look like I got fired why, today from my office why I'm job. I'm wearing shorts. Yeah. Um, if you want to see Ben in shorts, all of the... Check literally every ben episode shorts. of this podcast yeah. that's been filmed. <laughs> ben except shorts. for the last two months. Oh, man. Um, no, what was I going to fucking say? Oh, yeah. So, if, if you do subscribe, um, that's great. But we're probably not going to ever monetize on YouTube unless it makes sense for us from a business perspective because... 
as far as like brand alignment, um, they don't necessarily meet the criteria that we we have for companies that would make us money. Um, but if you do want to support us, where could people go to maybe do that, Ben? If they wanted to directly financially, I'm doing support. Twitter first. Twitter. We had at get- DCM underscore works. You do them Patreon- different order every week. Yeah, but Patreon is always last. Yeah, you're right. Uh, at DCM underscore works on Twitter. Uh, Patreon. The- no, you, you want you a gotta, Patreon. You got to give me a beat to like oh, explain the little piece of little sizzle. Fucking whatever. Jeez. Oh, I was going to say, you know what? I'm not going to do it now. Fuck you. Do the Patreon thing. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash TCMworks. Uh, and if you do become a subscriber on Patreon, our lowest tier is $3. Uh, and at $3, you get our access. Our highest tier is whatever you want. $10, th- $10 million. <laughs> we won't um, accept a penny more. A penny more or less. Uh, uh no no yeah. we definitely uh, do so our subscriptions yeah quite a few our subscriptions start at three dollars uh, a month and for that you get access to our patreon only show open to suggestion where Ooh. we do stuff like read cool audiobook stuff from reddit spicy spicy, spicy terrifying uh, we also do part twos of off artist episodes so you can listen to part two we of our feel skyrim like just rambling for a bit where it's just a bit too garbage for the podcast feed, but yeah. But if you want plenty to see, good for you guys. It's it's more of it's more like what Ben and I talk about when we're not recording. But there's also but a we microphone. are recording exactly. Yeah. Um, last week an episode went up uh, of part two of Blade Runner 2049, where Aaron, my editor, and I sat down and we decided if it was a sequel. Spoilers, it's not. So you can have a listen to that. Uh, this week uh, we've got coming up. Aaron and I sat down and read an old script of mine from high school. Oh no! And um, it's very bad yeah. so if you want to think have, have i think i've also read no that i don't one. think you have not that one. Oh, not that one it's not that one fucking bad. <laughs> so if you want to peep that you can uh and yeah you get access to all of that and also it helps helps us keep the show running keeps the lights on and you also get access to all kinds of cool stuff because i got i got the patreon lens app now so i can so we can take photos it's like snapchat shit. but just 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 for you so which it's... i'm happy about <laughs> It's no, I like it because they can't message me back. That's the dream, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I it's hate a one-way social media. Snapchat. So it's perfect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you can subscribe to that on Patreon.com/slash/DCMworks. Uh, Three dollars is the lowest, and I think maybe ten is the highest. I can't remember or twenty. I can't remember. But yeah, uh, big shout outs to our patrons this month. I know that Yupkumans, you know, he suggested this episode. He's boy, um, if you are a Patreon, you can suggest episode topics, and you do get to find out the theme for the month. Early and then vote on Honestly, what we should can, cover. You can boss us and do. You can boss us around. We'll do whatever you want. I mean, not 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 whatever. We'll do anything. We'll do a topic potentially if it's going to we'll work do for the show. Anything. I'm very worried about how you think this system works. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you can subscribe there, and we really appreciate it. Um, alternatively, one of the best things you can do because this show is about storytelling and art and analysis and criticism. One of the best things you can do is just like tell one person. That you think would probably enjoy it. I know it's hard to recommend the show because of the the broad range of topics we cover. Spread the good word of yeah. our Lord and Savior. Tell tell another. Us. Tell an, sorry, us. You're starting a cult now. <laughs> I mean, that's a good idea, actually. Um, no, yeah. It, tell someone who's creating stuff that you think would enjoy it because that does help out the show. And also, you get to have a weird conversation about how often we say cunt, and that's pretty fun. So look forward to that. Uh, otherwise, I'm at DC My Hip Pie. I'm at Little Citrus, and we will see you guys. Next week. Or will we? No, we will. It's fine.
I was like, will we? <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> Does someone need to tell me? Like, is someone ill? It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I, I had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We went, and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, screen. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Artist Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works. Official podcast of... No, I said it fucking... What? My brain no what good, so worky again. That, you, you went into that second one with so much like... <laughs> so much confidence. So much confidence I... that you were doing the right thing. And, uh, man. <laughs> oh, shit, okay.